0: European Heart Journal Case Reports 2018 Podcast Episode 8. I am Katie Thomas, Podcast Editor. Today I will be talking about a case report by Adelila El Bazoui, W. Tanis, R. Van Gelder, and J.W.J. Friend from Haga Ziekenhuis, the Netherlands, titled The Pivotal Role of Cardiac CT in Diagnosis of Right Sided Endocarditis. Prosthetic valve endocarditis can often pose a diagnostic challenge. A 38-year-old man presented with a one-month history of intermittent fever and fatigue. He had a dental procedure three months prior. He had undergone a Ross procedure for aortic stenosis due to a bicuspid valve at 17 years old. He then had a valve-sparing aortic root replacement due to aortic root dilatation at the age of 36. On admission, a systolic murmur was noted at the left sternal border. Physical examination was otherwise normal. However, he had raised CRP and white cell count. Multiple blood cultures grew streptococcus mitis, which was sensitive to penicillin. A transthoracic echocardiogram and a transesophageal echocardiogram were performed, however, neither revealed any sign of endocarditis. Cardiac CT and FDG PET CT were performed, which revealed vegetations attached to the pulmonary valve. The patient was considered to be high risk for surgery, and so a conservative approach with antibiotics was taken. Despite this, the patient developed a pulmonary embolism with pulmonary infarction. Antibiotics were continued, and follow-up cardiac CT showed a reduction in the size of the vegetations. The patient was discharged on day 34 with continuing antibiotic therapy. Infective endocarditis is a serious condition with a high in-hospital mortality of up to 30%. Prognosis is affected by type of microorganism, echocardiographic findings, and the presence of clinical complications. Up to 50% of patients with endocarditis will require surgery. The majority of endocarditis cases are left-sided. Right-sided endocarditis accounts for only 5-10% of all cases. In addition to persistent pyrexia and bacteremia, patients can present with septic pulmonary emboli and signs of right heart failure. Right-sided endocarditis is thought to be less aggressive than left-sided endocarditis, with an in-hospital mortality rate of around 7%, and two weeks of antibiotic therapy can be sufficient for uncomplicated cases. It can be difficult to decide when to proceed to surgery in the case of right-sided endocarditis. The European Society of Cardiology guidelines are based on Class C evidence, with no large studies or randomised controlled trials. With these limitations in mind, The ESC suggests that surgery is indicated in right-sided endocarditis in the following scenarios. Microorganisms that are difficult to eradicate. Bacteremia more than 7 days despite adequate microbial therapy. Persistent tricuspid valve vegetations more than 20 mm after recurrent pulmonary emboli with or without concomitant right heart failure. Right heart failure secondary to severe tricuspid regurgitation. The decision on whether to proceed to surgery is difficult in right-sided endocarditis. Though this patient did have a pulmonary embolus, the endocarditis appeared to be responsive to antibiotic therapy, as evidenced by the reduction in size of vegetations on cardiac CT. And additionally, this patient is higher risk due to their prosthetic valve. Prosthetic valve endocarditis is associated with a poorer prognosis than native valve endocarditis. It is not clear precisely what the best therapeutic option is for prosthetic valve endocarditis, though surgery is often favoured earlier than in native valve endocarditis, especially if signs of heart failure are present. As right-sided prosthetic valve endocarditis is a relatively rare condition, with a corresponding lack of evidence, it is even less clear whether and when to proceed to surgery. This case report highlights that these are difficult decisions little evidence either way to guide the clinical team as to the most appropriate management. It is also important to recognise the diagnostic challenges posed by this case, as it is more difficult to diagnose prosthetic valve endocarditis than native valve endocarditis, and transthoracic echocardiograms are often negative in both pulmonary valve endocarditis and prosthetic valve endocarditis. It is not uncommon for both transthoracic and transesophageal echocardiograms to be negative. A recent case series revealed that more than 10% of patients with pulmonary prosthetic valve endocarditis had both a negative TTE and TOE. In these cases, nuclear imaging is often required to reveal the diagnosis. In cases where high clinical suspicion remains but echocardiography has been unable to diagnose endocarditis, the European Society of Cardiology recommends cardiac CT to assess for paravalvular lesions. In the setting of prosthetic valve endocarditis, FDG PET-CT or radio-labeled leukocyte PET-CT are recommended to assess for abnormal activity. Due to the difficulty posed by both diagnosis of pulmonary prosthetic valve endocarditis and the decision of timing indication of surgery, case reports like these are useful in providing more information for us to make these difficult clinical decisions. The authors suggest the following learning point. One may overlook a pulmonary valve endocarditis with echocardiography alone. Therefore, if clinical suspicion of endocarditis is strong, one should consider additional imaging by means of cardiac CT and or FGG PET-CT imaging to assess the pulmonary valve. Thank you to the authors of this case report for highlighting this interesting case for us. And thank you for listening to European Heart Journal Case Reports podcast. References and the original case report are available online. Visit academic.oup.com forward slash European Heart Journal case reports for other interesting case reports. Music is Computer by State Shirt.